It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. <laughs> I can, it's our theme you, song. Were you on calling fouls on people? Like as you were walking 100% down. I was. <laughs> Halloween. Yep. And Pop! It's a charge. <laughs> Blocker charge. It's a personal foul right there. Would you go over and somebody number, talk? Number th- thirty-five, right here. You're I'll not going to give me your phone out. number. Pop! There's a technical. <laughs> My God, that is a weird time, right? Or you try? Did you get her number? Like, did, do people do that anymore? Is that a thing that people do, Taylor? Do you get somebody's number, or do you? You just create on just, social, just on bar? the gram. Yeah, just All get everything time, on the yeah. gram. You still ask for a person's phone number? Is of that course. what it is? Okay, it makes me feel a little better. Yeah, I thought it would be like, why don't you DM me on uh, Wackadoodle? Or whatever. I don't even know what other than Twitter and whatever. I was in the community last night, Slee, tweeting in the community, yeah. watching the um, Commanders and the Bears. Oh, Can I tell you something? My man, I watched something yesterday. What did you watch? You do use you do you, and then I'll come back. So I think it was during Factor Cap. Emily mm-hmm. was asking if we plan on watching it, and I said I'd probably end up watching most of it. I did. I watched almost all of it. Yeah. Can I confess something to you guys? You were I, entertained? Wildly. I loved it. It was so terrible. So this is two weeks in a row where you walked into a restaurant, <laughs> the food was so bad, and you're like, I, I'm not, no, I, I don't think it could get any worse. Oh, maybe it can. I, I don't know if that's a great analogy because in your analogy, I get sick from the bad food. This would be like, the food is okay, but the waiter keeps dropping the dishes coming out of the kitchen. That The bartender keeps hitting his head on the, the, the glass counter. It's look it, how angry all the customers yes, are. Yes, this is that, entertaining. That that it is Justin Fields the worst quarterback in the history of this league. I feel like he might be. I, I feel like he's in the conversation. And here, here, can I? I'm gonna give you my secret to watching okay. terrible Thursday night football. You don't really need to pay attention to the first half so much because that's just frustrating. It's just terrible bad football. All right, pretty. So it gets to the it's three to nothing, and yeah. you're like ah, oh, this really sucks. And then you come out in the second half. And it gets worse. And they can't complete a simple pass. A guy took a punt off the face mask yesterday that turned the game for the commanders. They didn't score a touchdown that wasn't a punt off of Bears return guy's face. It was wonderful. The Bears had the ball first and goal from the two-yard line, and there was literally no chance they were getting in. It was terrific. I loved everything about it. I'm I, more pleased. Next week, it's... Uh, it's New Orleans and Arizona. That's what the game is. And I'm like, oh, man, those are actually two competent teams. You That's wanted the streak to continue. I, give me the Broncos again. Give me the Broncos against the Jacksonville Jags. Just continue to throw absolute crap at me. I loved every minute of it. So yesterday I was doing uh, – did Spectrum last night. I saw I saw you. Okay, so Brez is sitting right next to me. You were talking about Lonnie Walker's shooting percentage, I believe, when I yes. saw you talking about yes. it. Yes, um, so, I quickly turned it after that. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Bresnahan is right next to me. And Brez is, he's got, he's telling me, you know, he's doing whatever he's doing. He's got the over in the game. In the football game. In the football game. And it's 38 and a half is the over. Oh my God. Is it, is they could have played for two weeks. <laughs> listening listening to him play out every scenario, okay? This is at, at one point, what was the score at halftime? Was it 7-3? Three, three or to nothing. Okay. Oh, that's <laughs> 
You see, he does. I just said that 30 seconds ago. You didn't hear me say it, but that's okay. The only reason why is 7-3 to three was what was stuck in my mind because he was saying, hey, all I need is four touchdowns into this and that. I'm like, Brett, that ain't going to happen. It was dreadful. What did you watch last night? Uh, I watched the uh, Redeem team. Oh, what'd you think? Awesome. Yeah, it's good, right? Really, really good. I, I sent out... Sent out a tweet yesterday. If you're a Laker fan, watch the damn thing. Just because there's so much awesome Kobe yeah, stuff. Yeah, there really is. Specifically Kobe there stuff. There really is. Um, I thought, you know, the 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 makeup of, you almost forget about it. Oh, yeah, 2004. Okay, yeah, that's what happened. Oh, wait a minute. Braun was on there with Carmelo, with Dwayne Wade. I think it was Boozer was the other guy. Those were like Those the, four were the four young players. Yeah. With Tim Duncan, Allen Iverson, Marbury, and it's like, well, that ain't going to work. Team was not a good team. Not a good team. And it just kind of showed a little bit of history. And then Colangelo, Col- Colangelo comes in and basically wants to restructure. I need a three-year commitment. I need you doing this. I need you doing that. And then it's the moment Kobe came. Yeah. And you tried describing Changed it. But, but watching this thing, um, it was really, really good. Actually, I, it was... Probably two plus. I saw the whole thing, and this was late at night that I watched. Yeah, it. I, I, same thing. I turned it on. Like, okay, let me see if I, I ended up watching the whole thing. Emily, have you seen the Redeem Team doc yet? I haven't yet. I'm curious because okay. I'm and I'm curious because of what I'm about to ask Al. What did you think of Coach K's role in that whole thing? <laughs> Badass. Amazing. 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 Yeah, and Emily, you need to go watch it. I'm curious if it changes your tune on him at all. Cause I, and no, you have no, a good no. reason not to like him because you're an ACC, you're a uh, Virginia Cavalier, and there's a rival. I, I understand why you don't like him. Impossible you walk away not saying, I got a tremendous amount of respect I, I, for we'll that see. dude's DNA. And yeah, everything. He's, you know, he's far edgier than you would think. Mm-hmm. He's funny. Yep. He's He's wildly competitive which is not a huge surprise Mm -hmm. but he got the respect of kobe bryant lebron james carmelo anthony all of these unbelievable players almost instantly that's hard to do and he got them to understand why this is important yes listen the How about Olympics. That guy they brought on with no eyes. Unbelievable. Uh, and that's and that's like a real thing. They bring in this guy who's hurt in battle yep. and got both of his eyes blown out of his head. And they and, and he says that's that's a real hero. And right. he's got these different, you know, different individuals coming in that represent different parts of the uh, the military talking to all these players. This is in the Olympics back in two thousand eight. It was powerful. But he made them believe like, yeah. This is not about the Cavs or the Lakers or the this. This is not about us trying to prove we're the best team in the country or in the world. No, it wasn't about that. It's this is what you're representing. Oh, that was incredibly powerful. It, there was a ton of moment. That, the other thing that I like too, you forget because LeBron James has been a part of our life for as long as he has. I mean, really more than 20 years because we knew who he was when he was still in high school. And it's it's hard, at least for me. It's difficult to remember a time when LeBron was not the elder statesman of the NBA, when LeBron was still on his way up and not just, oh, he's one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah. He's like, this was still a, hey, is LeBron a champion? Is LeBron a great, is he just a great talent or is he a leader? Is he a great player? Is he going to be something special? And there, that was still, at that point in time, that was still a question. Okay, by the way, the, keep it at that. Kobe hadn't won you know, hadn't won one yet without Shaq either. Right. So the way they were bringing Kobe into the light, it's like no, Kobe's on his own. He's isolated. A lot of guys around the league don't really know him that well. There's this wall up. Is he a team guy? Is he that? It was it was kind of fascinating to see that that year alone. 
there was something happening in the NBA where Kobe and LeBron were going to take over the league and start stacking up championships for their own, but it hadn't happened yet. So just to kind of play off what you just said, the Bron part's fascinating too. It, it, the, the whole thing is really good, and the kind of the the big moment is when he just flattens Powell. It, it was like when you when you hear somebody say it, yep. it, ha- it has one feeling. Yeah. Boy, ole, 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 ole. Bieber just got out of a jam. That's big. Um, it had a feeling. Ole, of, ole, ole, <laughs> ole. ole. Thank you, Taylor. Um, you hear, oh, he ran over him. Yeah, that happens. You know, the guys collide. And this was a easily avoidable collision. Yep. Powell had the proper position. Mm-hmm. Kobe could have easily slid through the pick and, yep. or the screen or whatever. And he basically said, nope, I'm going to hit him like Ray Lewis hits quarterbacks. And, and and that's what he did. It was a violent, vicious, you know went through my mind? cheap, dirty, yep. everything about it. You know what through my ba- mind? You son of a, <laughs> if you ever do that to Pal Gasol again, <laughs> the nicest freaking guy in the world do that to Pal. But did you see all their reactions? I mean, the, the Dwayne Wade reaction, the LeBron reaction. Okay, I know we're hyping this up. It's really Go good. watch it. It's good. If you're an NBA fan, if you're a... I am a moderate NBA fan, mm-hmm. right? And and those things to me are easily missable. More often than not, I loved it. I, I, I loved it. And, and and the Kobe part of it is by far the best part. Mm-hmm. That, that when he shows up, everybody yeah. stands yeah. up a little straighter. Everybody's like... Oh damn, he's here. How about it's 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 how about Carmelo? It's like your dad showing up. How about, about Carmelo? Like, I'm not going to get up at 4:30. <laughs> yeah. say, Carmelo <laughs> describing all of them going to the club. We had a great time. We're this. We're coming back. It's like 5 a.m., 4:30, whatever it is. And there's Kobe in the lobby. Kobe, what are you doing? Where are you going? I'm going to work out. What do you and mean then, you're going to go work out? And then all of a sudden, I think it's what you're going to lead to. Chris Paul's in the gym the next morning. Dwayne Wade's in the gym the next morning. LeBron James is in the gym the next morning. Kobe Bosch set the tone. is in the next And Carmelo's like, I ain't getting up that blanket early. <laughs> Carmelo didn't go. I'm like, I love Carmelo. I hit the, like, Mel's like, nah, man, not for me. Kobe set the tone. So good. It's a cool doc. It, it, it really is. It's very, very good. Speaking of the Lakers, Russell yeah. Westbrook tonight. Uh, at least according to reports, is going to be coming off the bench, leading the second unit, which is intriguing. And he had an explanation, too, as to why he did not um, participate in those team huddles. We'll do that coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. All right, there are so many podcasts out right now, and it takes a team of people to help bring them together, engineers, producers, assistants. Needless to say, hiring the right people for these roles is incredibly important. And whether you're hiring for a podcast or for your growing business, ZipRecruiter can help. ZipRecruiter's technology finds the right candidates for your job, and you can invite your top choices to apply. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny to try it for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yankees have a 2 to nothing lead on the Guardians American League Division Series. Dodgers and Pods tonight. Yeah. 537, I believe, yeah. is uh, first pitch. And are you? Do we treat each other nicely during this situation? Do we text and troll each other? Or do we just kind of I go kind of quiet. You do. Yeah, I go quiet. You do. You, you don't like to rock the boat. I think you have a little bit more superstition than you give yourself credit for. No. I, I think I know that I, I'm, I'm definitely superstitious. Definitely. Do you move your chair? Like if you're in a spot and the potters get a couple of hits, do you stay there? <laughs> you get up to go get a drink, you go right back to it? Can I tell you something? I watched, I watched game one with my girl, right? I watched game two with the Mets and the Padres also oh. with my girl. Okay. I said we can't watch a game together. In game they one. lost both. Those are the two they've yeah. lost. Yeah, I said, or I said game two. I said we can't watch a game. Lady sleeves yeah. the cooler. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely the cooler, but I had to just change it up. And you know what her response was? Okay, Fine. sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Thank. I was hoping you were going to say that. Right. That's a. That's how that could go a lot. Uh, did you Did you see this? And I, I'm just because Musgrove will be pitching tomorrow, mm-hmm. and it was a big storyline. Out of game three. The ears? Right. Did you hear any of uh, Brian Kenny from the MLB Network? No. Basically just flat out accusing him of cheating in some way. Did you, did you see any of it or no? And I was curious Not to get the your- Brian Kenny portion. Okay. Yeah, Brian Kenny. And he did this and he you know, kept, he's got on the board of the MLB Network. Look at the spin rate and you can't have this type of a spin rate of this, that. Then he went on with Mad Dog. You know, Mad Dog does his show on the MLB Network. And he just kind of flat out asked him, are you saying he cheated? Yes. It's like, and Musgrove, Musgrove talked about it yesterday. Uh-huh. Again, they're playing, Musgrove will be pitching tomorrow. So this, you know, obviously a tie into this. But I, I was I was just kind of so surprised. How can you accuse somebody without like actually having evidence of saying, oh yeah, yeah, he definitely did it. Yeah. You, can, you, you can have an angle and say, Something seems a little fishy here. It, it, yeah, I don't, I don't mind it so much. It's funny. The, the part that makes it a little weird for me, Yeah, they checked him. Mm-hmm. Right? They, they they literally, Buck Showalter said, hey, I think there's something fishy going on out there. Go take a look. The umpires did. They rubbed his ears, which was a little peculiar. Yep. Uh, they checked his hands. Can you find something? like what The fact that nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Does that then make you say, okay, well, then he obviously didn't do anything? I mean, no, no, or not no. necessarily. I mean, he then what are they it. looking for then? If like sticky stuff, I mean, put simply, sticky stuff, spider tack, uh, rosin, uh, rosin's not the right answer. But uh, if they don't, tar, things like that. Hypothetically, yeah, if they didn't find anything or nothing happened where they're like, oh no, your left ear, your right ear is sticky, then isn't it kind of a wash or well, no? Well, not necessarily. Like to, to use a really clumsy analogy. If I rob the bank and hide the money real well and they tear apart my house and don't find it, it doesn't mean I didn't rob the bank. It means I had the money somewhere else, right? He could have had there. There are places you can hide things where they're not going to check. 
I'm just it's yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, you can do it. it. It's it makes it more difficult, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean he didn't. It means it. It might be less likely that he was, but I I wouldn't give. I don't give anybody a I was, free pass I, on any of this. I stuff. was curious to get your thoughts, and I know you know we didn't really talk too much about it on Monday. It was a storyline on Monday. But just Brian Kenny going so out of his way to say I like it. he cheated. Yeah, maybe no. Hey, look, here's the other thing: he could know something. Mm-hmm. He could have a source that you know, inside, outside, somewhere. He could he could know something. He just kept relying on he kept relying on his stats through the spin rate. That's what Walker Bueller is apparently going to try to bring to the uh, the the booth, not the booth tonight, the studio. Yep. He's he's going to be doing the pregame for uh, Fox tonight, and mm-hmm. he's going to be in the studio. And he was talking about that, like hopefully because. People talk about spin rates. People talk about all of these things. And look, I'm a baseball guy, as a former pitcher, all this stuff. I don't I know what it means. And I know that an increased spin rate makes the ball move more, make you know, all of those sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. But I don't understand how a pitcher uses the information about rate to improve or to alter what it is that they're doing. And he's talking about that that's what he's hoping to bring. That's that's an interesting idea. Hmm. That just said, oh, his spin rate's up ten percent. Okay, how did he do that? Why does that matter? How does a pitcher take that information? My spin rate's down. I need to get it up. Like, okay, great, but I don't know what any of that means. Hopefully you can bring that to it. Guardians are on the board. They hit one? Yeah, 2-1 and runners at second and third. That ball went out? Oh, it's just a base hit. Okay, I was going to say he was on one leg. Speaking of one leg, speaking of one leg, I'm glad that I saw that. Um, 1988, October 15th, 1988. But the game right now is at the plate. High fly ball into right field. She is gone! In a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened. 34 years ago tomorrow, the Gibby home run. Wow. 34 years ago tomorrow, Wow. Kirk Gibson hit that home run. It's a Dodger fan. I'm hoping that's a, a good omen that the Dodgers will play tomorrow on the 34th anniversary of that. But uh, every time I hear it, just ear-to-ear grin. Yeah. One-legged, one-armed home run. By the way, that call, you can just see it all happening to it. You don't need to hear You listen to it. You don't need to see it, but they got the whole vision there. Right, like it's all just. There. What's the first thing that goes into your mind? Because you're, right, I, I totally agree. But do you think you know, it's one kinda, thing specifically? Because I do. Uh, you know, this. Okay, great answer. The fist pump going around yep. second base. But it's also just how he gets out of the, uh, at how he gets out of the box. Like just his Eckersley, also the instant churn. The Eckersley looking up at yep. the, the play. Do you have anything, Emily, that thinks the first thing pops in your head? Uh, the headlights outside. That's it. Yeah, the headlights. That's it. Yeah. That the tail lights where mm-hmm. he hits oh, it, and you see the guy hit the brakes in the parking lot, and the tail because he's the only guy leaving, <laughs> right? And you just see the the brake lights come on on his on his car as he's driving up that hill. Uh, I think that's the Academy exit out that on that side right there. And every time I see oh, you see those brakes, that guy's like, I just missed the greatest moment. Yep. In LA sports history, arguably maybe the greatest moment in Major League Baseball history. So I can get home 45 minutes I want to get home a little early. Got an early start the next day. Every time I hear that call, I think of the brake lights. I'm surprised that hasn't happened to us because we leave early. Let's listen to it again. This is the Jack Buck version. Gibson swings and a fly ball to deep right field. This is going to be a home run. Unbelievable. A home run for Gibson. And the Tigers have won the game 5-4. I don't believe what I just saw. 
don't believe what I just saw. One of the most remarkable finishes to any World Series game. A one-handed home run by Kirk Gibson. <laughs> and the Dodgers have won it five to four. That makes me feel good about tonight, Slee. Just knowing that great moments can happen, that really cool things. Think about this. Well, but isn't it kind of funny, too? We're in the opening round. Opening round, that was game, that was during the World Series, game and one. this is the opening round of, of MLB. <laughs> yeah, game three of the opening round. We're, we're barely even getting started. Think about the <clears throat> things that had to happen for this to be as iconic as it is. Okay, You had to have um, Kirk Gibson do it. You had to have Dennis Eckersley, one of the great closers of all time, give it up. ABC and NBC, at this point in their existence with their Major League Baseball content, they ping-pong back and forth. Mm. We'd get it one year, you'd get it the next year. We'd get it one year, you'd get it the next year. That The NBC had it that year means that Scully was on the call, mm. right? Otherwise, it would have been uh, probably Al Michaels, I'm yep. sure, would have nailed it too. But you get that call, and you have Jack Buck, who's doing it on national radio, who's one of the other guys that has done it better than anybody else. Both of those Where guys- Where you have two iconic, iconic calls on the same game. There's three. That's what's so crazy about it. And this third one, I'm going to play it for you right now, does not get called all that often. This was local Dodger radio. Mm. Okay? This was Don Drysdale, who's a Hall of Fame pitcher. Right? This is a this is Vin Scully, Jack Buck, professional broadcasters who did it as well as anybody else. Don Drysdale was a pitcher, a very, very good one, and also has an unbelievable call on the Gibson home run. And this play, play, time, play it one more time. Mighty I love that, Casey has not struck out. I love the beginning of anytime I hear announcers where they don't have control of themselves <laughs> anymore, right? Because the moment is so much big. You can't prepare for a moment like that. Play the beginning of that. I, I absolutely will. And I just love the way he ends it. Great call. Scully, Buck, Damn. and Don Drysdale. 34 years ago tomorrow. Mm. And Dodger fans, let's put those good vibes out in the universe. Let's hope that we get look. Hopefully you don't need it. Hopefully at the end of the, t- tomorrow night, it's Dodgers win game three, 12 to 1. And they'll move on to Saturday with the chance to advance to the National League Championship Series. That would be better. But uh, that is certainly a possibility Great calls. as well. Legendary calls. Unbelievable. Some breaking Rams news coming up next. A really, really interesting plus factor cap coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. All right, Emily, really quickly before we get to Factor Cap, just a little bit of breaking Rams news that we uh, will chew on here on the other side of Factor Capsley. Uh, Sarah Barshop, who covers the Rams for ESPN, uh, just tweeted the following. Sean McVay said that Cam Akers will not be at practice or play on Sunday. He said the team is, quote, working through, quote, close quote, some things with Akers. So if it were injury, you say it's an injury. Um, it sounds like it's something other than that. So working through, he's not going to be at the game. you got to wonder if Cam Akers' future as a Ram isn't hanging in so the balance. due to personal reasons. Yeah, well, that, that, that could be it too. If, it's, mm-hmm. if there's something going on in his life, that's a, certainly a possibility as well. But um, working through some things hmm. leads me to believe that maybe he's displeased with the role, that hmm. there could be some other things there. So we'll, we'll talk about that coming up in just a little bit. Emily, factor cap. All right, guys. So uh, I know we talked a little bit about how that stinker of a game last night, whether you hated it Speak or whether you liked yourself. it. for <laughs> yourself. Loved it. But um, <laughs> did you guys see uh, Carson Wentz's outfit after the game? I saw the picture you sent us. So uh, he, for those who haven't seen it yet, he is wearing a camouflage blazer with brown uh, elbow patches and a fedora on his head. So uh, <laughs> probably one of the worst quarterback outfits I've seen after a game of all time. But my statement is, you have rocked a fedora at one point in your life. Travis, Fetter Cap. <laughs> so there, uh, it was my 20th high school reunion, right? And we were over in Arcadia. And people, there's the the mall that's right next to Santa Anita. And yeah. I needed to pick up like a tie or something for this thing. I didn't, it, the one I had was whatever. We, we ended up in Nordstrom and they had a rack of fedoras next to where I was looking for the ties. And I put one on and Susan took a picture of me. When I say that I looked ridiculous, yeah. it really doesn't even begin to explain how silly I look. I have a huge head, mm-hmm. okay? Fedoras kind of sit high on your head to begin with. It looked like I, I, I looked like there was something wrong with me. Okay, I don't know how else to say it. There, I looked ridiculous. So yes, I have worn them, worn one, but only in that one very specific instance. So fact for me too. I want to be a fedora guy. Damn it, <laughs> I want that to work. Really, I really would like it to work. I could see it working for you. I just don't know. You, you got know? that peanut head. It would work. You could pull it off because it would I, sit I would, low enough. That I would, it would like good. for it to work. Next, Mandy's. However. Ooh. I don't think it. Uh, I don't think it works. I have worn it before, but more for like jokes. I think we wore it one time at a bachelor party. We're all idiots wearing them. Um, 
Del Mar did I <laughs> this is a random, right? Del Mar at the racetrack. Because I probably pretended like I was I knew what I was doing. If you're know. all wearing them, it's oh, that's, clearly that it's a joke, yeah, so it's funny. funny. But yeah. if like half you guys are wearing them, you got you got half a group of idiots. <laughs> <laughs> that's a totally different thing. I want to be Don Draper. Like I want to be able to put that little thing on and walk around and, look and cool. feel like yes, feel like I'm a man about town in the nineteen sixties. Otherwise, the people who do special. wear them and don't give a fly in what you think. Oh, no, no, I wear this. Respect. Do you guys ever remember? No. Respect. <laughs> Big Ben wore a fedora one time, and it was terrible because he has, like you do. His head's the size of a yeah. globe. <laughs> Huge like, well, you Imagine work. a fedora sitting on top of a globe. That's Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, it was, it was not a good look. Taylor? Cap, never done this before. Uh, my singer in my band is always trying to get me to wear a cowboy hat. He wants me to do a cowboy hat. but I can see that. You got a narrow a head. You the cowboy hat would I'm look a farmer, gigantic a on yeah. you. Like you should get one with like Paul Ingalls with the floppy sides. You should get one of those. I like the Clint Eastwood. Yeah, the yeah. flatter brim yeah, flat kind brim. of thing. But yeah. no fedora. Look, you put on who wears fedoras, and Justin Timberlake comes up. Johnny Depp. <laughs> like this is this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> the There's a very the select class that gets to wear these. <laughs> Uh, and glad that style is also over. Um, all right, so uh, a man posted on uh, TikTok a horrendous uh, experience on a flight where he was on an international flight, uh, 20-plus hour flight, essentially. Ugh. It was a very long flight. So, And there was a child on board, and it was consistently screaming the whole time. So you would pay extra for a childless flight. So you would pay extra for a childless flight. Alan, Patrick Cap. Cap. I got no issues with the kids, you know? We got so many different ways now to drown out that noise. If I don't want that noise, I'll be fine. And those little guys, every once in a while, I was on a flight, uh, whatever it was, a couple months ago, and the kid literally took over the show. He took over the, the, the plane. He was running up and down the aisle. You had everybody kind of, but in a good way, like smiling, saying hello to everybody, like, it's a freaking cute kid. I'm okay with the kids on there. Yes, could it be annoying? You feel more bad for them than you do for yourself, but you got so many different devices you could put on your ears. You don't even hear anybody. I can understand why people get annoyed by it, but I have yet to meet a parent who isn't in terribly sympathetic to right. the, the parents feel of bad the for them and the child. The kid's obviously going through something that they don't quite know Their how to do. Their ears probably hurt or whatever. It be a million it is. different things, yeah. but it's, it's almost always the childless that are most put off by that. I, I get it. It is annoying, but nobody is more bothered and mortified by it by the parents. That being said, if my noise canceling headphones stopped working in the middle of it, I might feel differently. Emily, nah, are you paying? It's one of those things. Uh, I don't have enough money to pay, but if I did have enough money, I would. <laughs> also, another home run in the uh, to Guardians a Yankees game. Great. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Taylor? Let the kid cry. I'll still yeah. fall asleep. If you're annoyed by a kid crying, I think I know a lot about you. Like, I think I know that your level of patience and selfishness, what that is. I think I, I got a pretty good Get this good kid idea. out of here. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a two-year-old. one and a half. The, do you think a two-year-old has the thought process to go, watch me annoy that lady? It, it's, the kid's head feels like it's going to pop off no, his I'm shoulders. No, I'm not giving you a pretzel. Here's another right, situation. Relax. If that kid is kicking your chair and, like, really, like, touching your shoulder, kicking your chair, if, doing if that kind of stuff. If the kid's kicking the chair. I've had that's, that. That's that, a parent. But that, I was going to say, that parent's got to do a better job yeah. of saying, Hey, we're not kicking chairs here. Or if it's a little, you got to just physically restrain the kid. Yeah, yeah. 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 essentially. Crying, yeah, what are you going to do? 
All right, so Pulp Fiction came out on this day in 1994. So when I was in college, it was a very uh, fashionable thing, I guess, for boys to have a poster of Pulp Fiction in their room. So like that was like a statement piece. Uh, everybody had it. So you had posters in your dorm room. And then the addendum to this is, I would like to know what those posters were. Taylor, Fatter Cap. Uh, yeah, I have posters to this day in my room. Uh, not 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 movies, just mostly music though. Okay, Travis. I, I uh, in my dorm room, not so much, but I did have posters on my wall as a as a teenager and as a younger kid. This will come as absolutely no surprise to Dodgers. you. Uh, there were I did have a Dodger poster. I think I had a Fernando poster, but I know for for a fact. I, in fact, I think I still have one of them. I think my mom's got it rolled up in the somewhere. I had a Reggie Jackson and a George Brett poster. Um, believe it or not, Slee. Nike used to put out these basketball-themed posters. There'd be like okay. Dr. Duncan Stein and uh, Chocolate Thunder, like the really kind of cool now what were retro, but then were new. There was one called NBA Jam Session. There was like 30 NBA players in it uh, playing at a park in Venice Beach, and Dr. J, Magic Johnson, yep. all these guys. Michael was in it. And I, I, I saw Duh. it the other day, and Michael Thompson was in it. And so I, I had a bunch of sports posters, not surprisingly. In college, we had stupid posters up. You know, we had the iconic Scarface, right? Like that's that's Scarface, Pulp Fiction were both pretty popular. I think everybody had one of those. I had a buddy of mine had Reservoir Dogs up too, right? That's kind of another iconic poster. Um, when I was a kid, oh, it was. I I think I've mentioned this to you before. There was a poster at a time, and old school Laker fans will know exactly what I'm talking about. Who's on this poster? There's three Lakers that are on there. And it said the next generation. Oh, I got two of them for sure. Okay. It's Eddie Jones and Nick yep. Van Exel. Yep. There was what, one more. What, what year is this? So you could say this is probably 93-ish, 94-ish, something like that. Can I have two Maybe guesses? Maybe 95. I yeah. have two guesses. Yeah. Is it said? Give is me he... another guess. Vlade? No, not Vlade. It's not Sabalos. Um... Is it Eldon Campbell? It's Cedric. Yeah. But I just wanted to know what another yeah. player that you'd put on there. Yeah, it's said. Nick Van Exel, Eddie Jones, and Cedric Sabalos. And it oh, was this. No, on, that's, that's That's a great pull. <laughs> and there's I'm, this. I'm shocked I got listen, it right. Listen, it said the next generation, <laughs> and it was wrong. a galaxy and stars <laughs> and everything. That one was definitely up. They were okay. wrong. It's a good question. I have one one last one. So, uh, yeah, it was on uh, the internet yesterday. Uh, a man in the Islanders game proposed to his girlfriend with his shirt off at his and his shirt Shirts was off. And <laughs> his shirt was off and said his his uh, chest said, "Please don't say no" or "Please say yes." I think was what it was called. Mm. So um, proposals at sporting events are always a bad idea. Travis Federcap. I think it depends on the person receiving the proposal, right? If the person that receives the proposal is a, I'll just use the Dodgers as an example. It's the first thing that popped into my head. Uh, if the the person receiving it is a huge Dodger fan, I think it's yeah. You know, we we love the Dodgers together. We went to a Dodger game. I thought to make this a special moment. If your significant other has no interest, they're just going along because you wanted to go. And between you know Coors Lights, you decided to go. Hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to let it rip. <laughs> then that's a bad idea. But if she's if she's into or he's into uh, the sports, yeah, why not? You just at Sprouts. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I got a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I got gotta, a free sample. I'm gonna, gotta I'm gonna be do it here. Significant <clears throat> to your relationship, a place, an idea. It needs to be special to that. So, uh, I'm fact. I do think it's a bad idea. 
I'm not hating on anybody that wants to do it. But I, I always think of those moments. I mean, don't you want that to be an intimate moment? Don't you want that just to be with you and your girl? Don't you want something that is just more personal? Doing it in front of 38,000 fans on a Tuesday while you just had three cores lights or whatever it is. You get a lot of free beer, though. That, you probably do get a lot of free beer. I've, Ooh, that would be a good scam. Let's just say Eight I'm not going to be doing that. free beers. Emily, you may have discovered something here. Just going stadium to stadium I, I across the country. Didn't that guy get engaged at the Ducks game? Why is he back at the Kings and the Angels and the Dodgers and LAFC? That, see that? Oh, that's a terrible poster. You should be embarrassed. You should, <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. Oh, that was the best one. Look at Eddie's form. <laughs> Look at Nick getting to the basket. Tell oh, what about gosh. you? Uh, yeah, fact. Future Mrs. Smith, uh, if this is what you want, you're not the one. You should do it in the most public place possible. Just a second. They're actually still selling this poster. I can add re-order? it to cart right now. I think it all depends on what's special to you. L, I decided a uh, Lakers poster should be in your future. Just You should wallpaper the private little area because you're a private man. Here? Just <laughs> There you go. Take the LeBron cutout and knock it out. All right. Um, Cam Akers is not going to play on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. The Rams say he is, quote, working through some things. So uh, what could that mean? Mm-hmm. And what does that mean for the Rams going forward? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Someone suggested that I should have made my proposal at a Costco, Al. That would be good for me, less good for my lovely bride. I don't think she would have appreciated it nearly as much. Want a hot dog and a soda? (laughs) Instead of clinking champagne glasses, you could clink foot-long hot dogs like hey let's here's to the rest of our life together let's mush our our uh hebrew nationals together can you imagine that was funny by the way you should have laughed at can you imagine you know what i thought of the only thing i thought of because my girl actually mentioned this we're at the game on tuesday she had a dog i had a dog and she said why don't they just sell costco dogs here can you imagine just if costco decided you know what? We're going to start selling our hot dogs inside of some of these stadiums. <laughs> I don't think it's like a Costco brand. I think it's Hebrew. At least it was oh, Hebrew. Oh, yeah, actually, National. you might be right. I yeah, think, you I might think be right. it is. I think yeah. I, it's just those are expensive hot dogs. Dodgers are Kirkland doesn't have a, a I'm hot sure dog? I'm sure they do. I'm, I'm positive they do, but mm. I don't know if that's the one that they sell 
in the store. All I know is that I just a, got hungry. It's a buck and a half for a really good dog and a drink. Minnesota. You can't you, you can't beat that. Emily, we have the sound from Sean McVay? Yes, we'll play it right now. All right. So let, let me set this up real okay. quick. So um, Sarah Barshop, who covers the Rams for ESPN, has sent out uh, a tweet, and it says, Sean McVay was asked whether he expects running back Cam Akers to be a part of this team going forward. Sean McVay's answer was, quote, we're working through some different things right now. Here's McVay earlier today. Okay, so... You know, we can get it. We can get in a little bit of the, the deep end of the pool by speculating too much here, um, but it's not a, a physical issue to hear him say it. He was asked at the end, "Is he okay?" Yes, mm-hmm. he is okay. Um, he didn't want to. He didn't want to get into the details of this, but it's the phrase if he expects to be a part of the team going forward. Yeah. And the response: We're working through some different things right now that lead me to believe. And again, I'm, I'm just kind of reading tea leaves here that this sounds like a football issue. Let's just say out front, Al, it may not be. It could be a personal thing. It sure. could be a family thing. We, yep. we don't know. Um, but it's fair to say the way he said it and kind of the way he described it, it does sound more like a football thing, and we'll wait to see when we get more details. He's also not playing well this season. Mm-hmm. So it could just be simply a football-related issue that – sprung up it could have been a disagreement it could have been a dissatisfaction in his role it could have been it could have been a lot of different things but for a team that has really struggled through the first five weeks of the season for a team that has had no running game to speak of and let he has 151 yards through five games on like 50 carries it's 51 yeah it's really not a good start Mm -hmm. to the season and keep in mind let's put some of these bricks together um he was expected to be the guy yeah. this season. He did not start game one and basically didn't play. He played a lot in game two until he didn't play at all in game two. Game three was probably the most traditional use of him. 61 yards against the Cardinals, yeah. 12 carries. Yeah, and then since then, it's just been a whole lot of nothing. Mm-hmm. So his production has been somewhere between mediocre to way less than that. Yeah. Sean McVay offered some comments early in the season about how he needs to take advantage of the opportunities we're given. This is not out of left field. Mm-hmm. There seems to have been some disconnect between the Rams and Cam Akers going all the way back to the start of the season. If we're just talking football, just talking football, let's assume this is a football thing. Cam Akers has not given you enough production to say to yourself, oh man, well, where would we be without him? And, I, and yes. I'm just saying that yes. that's just it's based off just production, right? You would actually say the same thing if tomorrow Allen Robinson wasn't available against the Carolina Panthers. You're not going to sit back and say, oh my gosh, look what's happened through these first five games and you're losing that. That's kind of where Cam Akers is if we're just looking at it from a football perspective. But what it does do is it just kind of adds another layer to a team that's already 2-3, and three, that already has a lot of questions behind them, that already it's not this, hey, this game on Sunday against the Carolina Panthers, this is the chance and the time to get right. And you know what? If we can go out and put up 30-plus points and blow these guys out, fantastic. We'll go into our bye and we'll take our chances from there. It's just another another layer that continues to kind of add to this Rams story. I want to make sure that I put this out in front because this is I'm not saying this is what happened, but there's a phrase that I've heard from other pros mm-hmm. that with guys that were expected to be a part of teams and all of a sudden the team's not going well, I'm losing with you. I'm going to try to win without you. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I'm again, I'm not saying that's what this came to, but 
when you put all the pieces together, like you were saying, the, the football performance of it has been yep. terribly underwhelming. You go back to the end of last season, he wasn't very good. He, now he's coming off an injury and all those sorts of things. But this is the really – if this is – look, if this is just he wasn't playing well and the Rams said, listen, we're going to try some different things and he didn't like it, then whatever. Fine. Mm-hmm. He wasn't bringing anything to the table anyway. Um you wonder if it accelerates the possibility of making a move, making a trade, something like that. The Rams have always been pretty active in the trade market. But I think the larger question, Al, is what difference does it make? Because mm-hmm. you've got so many other things on that side of the ball. It's not like, yeah. hey, listen, when he does get blocked up pretty well, he's off to the races. It's not It's not Barry Sanders running on a bad team where you're like, okay, that's what that is. It's a battle line, yep. running backs that are not performing at a high level. It's just that is not the one problem that needs to be addressed. It's one of several problems that need to be addressed. So I, I know we wanted to do this, and, and we can do this when we come back, but you know, you were talking about how this upcoming Sunday could be the Rams season. I think it is. Let, let's play out something because if you look at their schedule right now and you try to predict how many wins that the Rams are going to have this year and how many wins it's going to take to make the playoffs – this is, I mean, if you thought coming into the year, oh, it's a lot, come on, Rams going to make the playoffs. Of course they're going to make the playoffs. That's not a guarantee anymore. We could do that and we come back. Stay right here, Travis and Sleeve with Show 710 ESPN.